0: We this. We to read this. We to read this. <laughs> oh, I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this.
1: Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions. We've got answers. Or at least we'll search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus, and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Kolpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back in to Fluent Grace Podcast, episode number 32. 32, yeah. wow. We're at the old 32. I don't know if that's significant or not, but I'm going to go with it probably is. How old are you, Tim? Uh, 32, actually. Boom, look at it. So there we go. It's Tim's
0: birthday episode, but not really because <laughs> it's not his birthday.
1: I know. I, you know what I would really like for my birthday?
0: <laughs> a consistent podcast schedule?
1: <laughs> I was going to say I would really like for you to bring me a sack of crystals, but... Mm.
0: Did you and Colin have crystals for lunch? We did not. Okay, I was about to say I hate you guys if you did.
1: <laughs> oh no, he. You know he. Uh, he's a crystal hater, so. Uh, mm-hmm. He missed out much. on
0: salvation. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, uh, what have you been up to? We. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've done this. Yeah, you I know, last time we did this, I had the flu. Oh
0: yeah, so. I've been trying junk. not to get the flu. Um, we're actually remodeling uh, Safe Haven's office space. So oh, nice. I have my own office. I'm currently it, sitting in it. It's unfinished and uh, I have stuff everywhere, but it's but it's mine, which is
1: awesome. You know you know what it kind of looks like? So for those listening, we're doing this via Skype. So again, Tyler is off-site. Uh, I'm sitting in my office. He's sitting in his and it, it looks like right now, just picture Tyler is an extreme germaphobe who is scared of the flu. And so he's hiding out in like his grandparents' basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like right now.
0: I have the lights off in here. I like the dark. I, I think I'm Batman. And I think I was meant to be Batman. <laughs> minus the billionaire, minus the cool technology. And pretty much everything that makes Batman, Batman, I'm not. Yeah. But I like to think I'm
1: Batman. I saw a story yesterday, some t- at some point this week, that according to science, the guy that has played Batman in the like the most recent Batman, not Christian Bale, but some other guy, yep. is like the most attractive dude on the planet. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what, which one was
0: it, Michael Keaton?
1: No, um, Robert Pattinson.
0: Oh, that's the new Batman. Yeah. I didn't know they were actually doing something with him. I thought yeah. that was just hearsay.
1: No. Apparently, according again, according to science, most attractive man on the planet. So, you know, you have a lot to live up to if you're claiming Batman status.
0: I just don't know how you can go from vampire to Batman. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't even get me started on Twilight.
1: Did you ever watch Twilight? Did you ever see any bit or piece of Twilight? Oh, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. No. I never sat
0: down and was like, ooh, I want to watch a teenage vampire movie i've never done that
1: though yeah that's that's good we didn't want this to become like confessional time with tim and tyler so so uh y'all have stayed away from the flu i'm impressed
0: Well, we have have well heather got sick last week and so she was she missed two days of work so that was a bummer but other than that we've uh we stayed germ-free yeah so i'm trying to get this class i'm in knocked out um, it's got to be turned in next week. And I'm also speaking at an event next Friday. my Adam classes do. So i got to get a few things knocked out and then life should settle down a little bit. So,
1: so we should actually have like relative consistency, consistency with Tyler. This is true. This is true. <laughs> the world just started rejoicing when they heard that. Oh yeah. Our whopping, uh, 10 listeners in Portland. Uh, fort- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we, I'm, I'm claiming our uh, however many listeners in 50 countries. So 50 countries? That's insane, bro. Yeah. I, I, w- I want to meet these people. I do, too. I wish they hit us up like on Instagram or Facebook or something like that uh, send, so we could give a true shout-out.
0: Do, do, do a selfie and then uh, hashtag it. Fluent Grace Listener or Fluent Gracer.
1: Yes. What did we call it last time? Grace Junkie? Grace Junkie. Are we going to stick with that?
0: Yeah, we should do. I'm sure Grace Junkie is already a hashtag. So we need to do, let's do hashtag Fluent Grace Junkie.
1: That works. I'm down for that.
0: Junkie, J U N K I E, junkie, (laughs) not J U N K Y.
1: That's the Mississippi version. We don't do that.
0: Forkland, you can do it with the Y if you'd like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. So you heard it. Hashtag Fluent Grace Junkie throw it on the old social medias and that way we can meet some of our listeners in the 50 countries. Yeah. So, tag your location. Yeah. That would be awesome. I think, um, I don't know if this is since last time we talked or not, but we have added listeners in Switzerland and uh, I want to say maybe like Argentina or something Argentina. like that. Argentina. Yeah. Something crazy. I, I have some friends down in Ecuador.
0: Do we have any Ecuadorians listening? Uh,
1: I don't know. I haven't noticed
0: that one. Maybe maybe some of my Ecuadorian friends have moved uh, south to Argentina.
1: Possible. You need to hit them up and tell them to start uh, promoting this thing. I do. I do. Yeah.
0: We have a strong yeah. base in South America.
1: You know, so what I wanted to do, and I failed miserably at this. So I think I referenced last time, we went to New York City for New Year's Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And... In terms of having a lot of people in a small area, New Year's Eve in the Big Apple is like you can't get much more jam-packed than that. It's on my it's on my uh, bucket list. Got to do that. Yeah, you do. I agree. Everybody needs to do that. So I had fully intended to make like Fluent Grace T-shirts and sport them in the throng of crazy revelers who were consuming way too much choice beverages. Mm. I feel like that would have been some good free advertising. Mm. And I dropped Dude, the
0: ball. I have an awesome t-shirt design. Let's make t-shirts happen.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm down.
0: Let's do it. All right, well, here, here's the plan. So me and you will get together and we'll plan our next vacation out to the Pacific Northwest. I was thinking about it this morning. Seattle, <laughs> Oregon. This is probably yep. for a private conversation. But that's where yep. we're going next. So if you want to follow us, We'll be going out to the Pacific Northwest, um,
1: and then that's the beauty of our Fluent Grace podcast is you get an inside look at our own lives. Yeah,
0: mainly because we're family, so you can see yeah. into our family circle. That's right. So, uh, and then we can also make T-shirts while we're when we're meeting about vacation.
1: There you go, and then we can wear those T-shirts every single day for a year and get. Free advertising. This is true. And if you don't know me or Tim, this is
0: 100% how our vacation planning works. (laughs) We meet up for dinner with no plans to go anywhere. And we're like, hey, let's go to New York City. Hey, that's a great idea. All right. And then Tim plans an awesome trip and we show up and then we go to New York City.
1: That's basically it. Hey, I am willing to hire out my services to anybody that needs a vacation planner. He is phenomenal. And he even does photo books there you go speaking of one of them came in today oh nice so you know I did two different ones one that included the Niagara Falls piece of the trip uh-huh uh, so that one came in today um, and y'alls I got an email saying that it was uh, I think that it was finished and had shipped boom that's what I'm so, talking about yeah there you go Heck yeah so your photo book of uh, Boston and Acadia
0: with our monster mosquitoes that's right that's right yeah.
1: The only think, thing we missed on that trip was taking a selfie with the mosquitoes. That, you this, know, if we had done that. True. Then this, these are Jurassic Park sized mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, we would need Batman to like clear the area for us before. Yeah, this you is know, true. Indian I'm anymore. gonna wait.
0: I'm gonna wait until um, until good retirement age to make my way back up to Acadia. <laughs> I, I've had my Acadia fixed for at least the next fifty years.
1: Agreed. There, there are plenty of other places to go, like, uh, like you yeah. know. Yeah, Seattle or Switzerland. Visit oh, Switzerland. our listeners.
0: That'd be, or we could go visit mine and uh, Carly's cousins in Amsterdam.
1: There you go. That's just around the corner from Switzerland, right? Yeah, we'll, just, we'll do a
0: fluent grace European tour. So if you're in Europe <laughs> and you want to book us for a personal sit-down podcast, make it happen.
1: How about this? We will do a live podcast in every single European country.
0: All we ask is free room and board and food.
1: That's right. Hit us up uh we will uh seriously consider it, so,
0: and I don't want a disease if I stay at this place, <laughs> and I don't want to get abducted.
1: Tyler hides from germs in the old Northport Alabama, so you better believe he's gonna be doing some germ prevention one hundred percent, yeah, how about the old uh coronavirus? You worried about that at all um
0: well, I don't really drink corona that's not my beer of choice, yeah, yeah, but um no, but for real uh. Yeah, it is kind of freaky, man. I saw, dude, it was hilarious. They had a video of these people getting off the plane in India. And these dudes are in hazmat suits. It's like on Monsters Inc. Have you seen Monsters Inc? I have. The, yep. What is it, 2319? Like, seriously, it looked like somebody just yelled 2319. They were hosing these people down as they got <laughs> off the plane in these full yellow hazmat suits. It was hysterical.
1: Yeah. Some, uh, something on Facebook I saw. It was a picture of bubble wrap and said, "Don't pop the bubbles." The air came from China. (laughs) Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Oh man, I shouldn't laugh at this. is It's not funny. the The instance is funny. The disease is terrible.
1: Yes, exactly. The the oh, what do you say? The commercialization of it. The you know the fact that all media outlets everywhere are talking about it. uh, It has become one of those things to rip on a little bit but Mm -hmm. anyway uh so we've had a couple of big cultural events since we last talked figured we would throw those out bat them around a little bit and see what came from it are you much of an nba fan i love the nba i actually just got back from an nba game last friday did you remember
0: yep man uh me and a friend went down and saw um, the Pelicans take on the uh, Pelicans. Who they play? Oh, the Grizzlies. Took on the Grizzlies. Hmm. So, yeah, man. It was awesome. I love the NBA, though. That was my, was my fourth or fifth NBA game. Okay. But all the, Pelicans? All Pelicans. Pelicans are my team, man. Yeah. Watch it. Zion play now. It is unreal. He's a yeah. freak. New
1: Orleans actually has a good ball player now, huh?
0: We do, yeah. We just well, we lost a ball. We lost Anthony Davis last year, but we won that's the true. draft lottery and picked up Zion, which was a pretty good,
1: pretty, pretty good, good trade. Deal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Uh, yeah, that's right. Old AD, he went out to uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yeah. Went to the Lakers. Which kind of ties into the old cultural events, uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, man, that's so uh, sad. It's tragic. Yeah. Were you much of a Kobe fan or did you ever watch him? Oh yeah,
0: man. For sure. Like, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of him because like he, he kind of came, uh, he came later, you know, in the game for me, but like, I know like our lead pastor here, he named his, his oldest child after him. So, you know, really? Yeah. So his son is named Kobe after Kobe Bryant. So, yeah, I mean, for his generation, which he's 13 years older than me, you know, I mean, that's a, That's a big. He was a he was a rock star. Yeah, I did. did. I do remember watching him play his last NBA game though, and he put up sixty one points. He Mm. looked he looked exhausted, (laughs) but I mean he was at retirement age, you know. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the dude played until he was old, you know, basketball years. Yeah,
0: he he is more than a basketball player though. I mean, he literally is an icon. Like you hear. I mean, every. You don't have to watch basketball, and you could be sitting in an office, and somebody's going to throw some trash in the trash can and yell Kobe as they throw it.
1: Oh yeah, and
0: And even somebody
1: who doesn't. Yeah, and somebody who doesn't know anything about basketball, they've heard about Kobe Bryant, yep, and they know who he is and they know what he does. And you know, I, I had somebody come up to me. It was the week after he passed away, uh, one of our students and it was like, "Hey, did you hear about Kobe Bryant?" You know, and that's one of those things, well, yeah, <laughs> you know i I'm pretty sure that my pets have heard about Kobe Bryant, and that's one of those things that has just totally dominated world news for for quite a while now. so what well, let me ask you this: how do you feel about uh, celebrity deaths and the, uh, the nonstop reporting on them.
0: Yeah. I was actually talking to, uh, me and my buddy were talking about it on the way down to Pelicans game. It's just sad because like, you know, the, his family, you know, I just know how media is, you know, or, you know, you can see it, how media is. And, uh, you know, I don't even know if the family had time to really grieve before they're being bombarded. Oh, mm-hmm. what do you, th- you know, how do you deal with this? What are y'all going to do? And like, I mean, the woman, you know, just lost her, not just a husband, but her, her kid, you yeah. know? And like, I think media blows up stuff. And, and I mean, with something like that, you know, with someone of his magnitude of who he is, you know, it just, it makes sense as to why, but it's just, I hate, it has to be that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was, I was thinking through it. And, you know, on one hand, I got to the point where I made the comment to somebody. I was like, I'm tired of hearing about this. Yes, it is a it's a tragedy. It's a situation that we would not want anybody to have to go through. But just the incessant media coverage of it, kind of to your point, man, it's just, yes, I need to know about it and I need to hear about it and all those things. But let the family deal with it. Let the people close to the situation deal with it. Um, so that's kind of on the one side of it. I was tired of hearing about it. You know, the other side of it though, that I think is, is a real positive, especially for students is I feel like something like this really rocks their world because it was so unexpected. Right. Um, and even, and now throw in the fact that we've got a teenager involved, you know, and Uh, multiple teenagers. yeah, Yeah. 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 So the thing that I think comes out of this, that is a positive or can be a positive is, It's a reminder of uh, mortality, right? which for the student, for for all of us, this is not just for students, but since we're primarily speaking to students, uh, that is a needed reminder. So in that sense, I do appreciate the never ending media coverage of it, because what it does is it reminds all of us that death is certain. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any time a
0: death happens, it's like we become numb to it. You know, we go through life and you can become numb to the reality that that's an appointment every single person is going to keep. If you're a human being, unless Jesus returns or you peace out like Elijah did, you know, on a flaming chariot, which I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? That'd be Um, pretty baller. I just hope my chariot has spinners on it. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Um, But anyways... Unless you do that, you're going to taste death. I mean, that's yeah. just the reality. Yeah. Um, and so I, th- deaths are tragic and, and they're sad. But, I mean, it's it's not new news. You know, mm. everybody's going to – I mean, that's a appointment that everyone's going to keep. And so I just think it is good. It's sad, but it's good to be reminded that what James says is a reality. Your life is but a, a mist, a vapor you're Mm -hmm. here one second and gone the next like Kobe didn't plan on checking out that day, you know, nobody planned on piecing out that day, but you don't determine how long your days are. Yeah. You know,
1: I think a lot of times we get this idea that, well, when I get to be 70 or 80, you know, I'll start getting the old person disease and I'll start, you know, creeping closer to death. And, you know, I've got until then to kind of, live my life and I've got until then to figure things out and I've got until then to decide whether or not I want to follow Jesus and I've got until then to do all these different things, but that's not the case. Right. You know, and we're reminded about that with Kobe Bryant and with all those other people on that helicopter that died that day. Uh, Like you said, none of them were planning on it. They all probably expected to be the, you know, 75 year old who's starting to think about Nursing homes and retirement and all that kind of stuff, but they didn't make it there. Nope. And the reality is that same thing could happen to any one of us at any point in any time. Not to be morbid or bring this down, but this could be the last podcast we ever do. That's true. That is you true. know, uh, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So, how does that change how we live today?
0: Uh, I, I've said this on here before, man. I think. I think we lit, should live our lives through the lens of First Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, we do all to the glory of the Lord. And so, um, for and that's for believers, you know, obviously. So if you're a believer, you live every day um, as into the Lord. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing, whether you are, you know, flying on a helicopter, whether you're eating crystal burgers, whatever you're doing. Um, you're doing it as into the Lord, hanging out with people, recording a podcast, um, whatever that looks like. So,
1: yep, for sure, for sure.
0: And then for an unbeliever, I would say, I mean, it's just a huge eye opener, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, anybody, you come face to face with the question of what's next. That's right. You know, believer or unbeliever, we all have that question. That's right. Now, as the believer, as a follower of Jesus. Uh, scripture tells us what's next. And so we have to exercise faith in that. But the reality is even for the believer, we haven't been there. And so, you know, we can't tell you from experience that, Hey, when I die, this is going to happen. It's one of those things that you believe by faith, as is the case in a lot of things. When we follow Jesus, you know, there's a reason that Hebrew says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one of those things that, that you exercise faith in. But it it brings us all to that question of what's next, and here's the the reality is that if Kobe Bryant came back today, he could tell us what's next. That's true, because he's there, <laughs> he's living it.
0: That that's the thing, man. Like people, here, here's a, it's a multifaceted thing. First thing I want to say is it's just funny. Like you, people can be devout atheists, but when somebody dies, everybody wants to become a believer you
1: know,
0: like yeah, yeah, fly high, see you in heaven. You know, like, first of all, there's nowhere that says we get wings. I'm just <laughs> going to throw that out there. We can discuss right. that on a totally yeah. episode that drives me nuts. Can we yep. please stop doing that? Nobody's yep. flying high. Okay. Like, well, I don't even know what that means. Um, but, but second of all, everybody wants to, to think like, well, oh, he, you lived a good life. You were a good person, you know, well, they they have to be in heaven, you know, and that's not the case either, man. Yeah, we Don, had a Gandhi was a good person. Like, yeah. he's not a bad like if you quote unquote good person, but he didn't believe in Jesus. And like Jesus says very explicitly, if you want to come to the father, if you want to be a part of the kingdom, you have to come through me and me only.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think too often the response of mankind is if we've done a good, if we have done enough good things, yeah, we're going to be looking down on you from heaven. And we're going to be participating in all of the greatness of perfection Mm -hmm. without having lived the life that was required. And that is in Christ. Right. Right. And that's the tragedy of death, Mm -hmm. you know. For the believer, death is a transition into eternal life. Mm -hmm. For the person that's left behind here on earth, it's sad and it's tragic and we grieve uh, for them. But for the believer, uh, death ushers us into the eternal presence of Christ. Which is awesome and amazing. And, you know, without death, we would be forever stuck in sin and sadness and brokenness and all these things. So in that sense, death is a good thing for the one who is in Christ.
0: Right. Absolutely, man. Couldn't have said it better myself, Timothy.
1: I'm sure you could have. No.
0: Yeah. You'd have thought about it for a minute. I'm just focusing right now on your uh, WWE belt in the background. So. <laughs> Got me thinking. You know
1: what that's from? What's that from? You know what that's from? Uh, Whitewater Express. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not from there, but we did a promo video the first time we went. Yeah. And so we used that, WWE, Whitewater Express. We tied it all together and made a promo video. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. So we now have a WWE belt that's hanging in my office. Heck yeah, dude! Yeah. So, all right. Here's the second question. Second big cultural event that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, man. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did, but I didn't have a I didn't have a dog in the fight, man. I'm so you're able to watch it. it just as a uh, enjoying the football game.
0: Yeah, just kind of like it's a culture. I feel like it's a cultural norm.
1: You have to yeah, watch yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. So, I feel like people in all the, you know, fifty countries that listen to us and are listening right now, I feel like most of the people in all those different countries probably watch the Super Bowl as well.
0: Yeah, I was a little salty the Saints weren't there, but you know, maybe next you, year.
1: Well, you're used to it by now, right?
0: Yeah, uh, so. yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like the biggest thing I saw about the Super Bowl were all the mad people about this halftime show. Dude,
1: how about that?
0: I didn't how- see it. I was at Publix, so I didn't even see it. I was buying, <laughs> so it. I didn't
1: watch it either. We ate dinner during halftime, and so we just we weren't watching it. But you know, I I've did, seen clips of it.
0: Yeah, I saw the outfits. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't want to debate the outfits, but yep. like some of these people who are getting bent out of shape about the outfits are posting worse pictures than what I saw in the outfits. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, or letting Here's- your kid, or letting your kids go out. Or letting your kids go out and stuff that is uh, just as bad.
1: Here's my question. Why is anybody surprised about this? Like, everybody seems so shocked that the NFL Super Bowl halftime show would be a little risque. That's true. Why is anybody surprised?
0: I mean, just think back to Janet Jackson a couple years ago. That's all I'm saying.
1: There you go. I I mean, it's not that every other halftime show in history has been this wonderfully clean, family-friendly event, and now this one just totally did an about-face and and trashed it all. I mean, that's not the case at all. Like, There shouldn't be any surprise over it. But here, this gets under my skin. I feel like the Super Bowl halftime show any year, not just this year, last year, the year before, whatever, pick a year, it's almost like it encourages – the conservative, evangelical demographic to get all judgmental on people. Right. And it encourages the more liberal, I can do whatever I want. Hey, just live your life. Have a good time. It encourages them to get all bent out of shape over the opposing group that doesn't feel the same way as they do. Right. Right. So I'm it's like saying, a lose-lose.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I don't think the, the Super Bowl, I don't think Pepsi's aim is to please the evangelical Christian worldview in their no. halftime show. That's not their aim. No. They don't care if you get your panties in a wad, you know? That's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to justify what they what they do because I don't agree, you know, like I would stroke if I saw Piper doing what, what they said they did. Right. Um, yep. But, you know, I, I'm not lo- – I'm a I'm a believer looking at—what's uh, the word I'm looking for? A, a secular worldview and trying to judge a secular worldview from a Christian perspective. You know, like, of course I'm not going to agree. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and then you've got—I read this story today. You've got these people, and this is—people like this give evangelicals a horrible name. You've got this guy that is trying to sue the NFL. Oh, God for, it's some, oh, it's absurd, like something trillion dollars because uh, the NFL endangered his soul. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, I mean, that dude deserves to be ripped on hard. Yeah. Better not uh, go in public. (laughs) Right. I was going to say, yeah. Are you literally a monk that lives underground? Right. Uh, Better not get on the internet watch tv no yeah and the dude's posting this on the internet uh uh, via a podcast on an iphone (laughs) right exactly like give me an actual break dude what a good uh you know and that what that does is that paints this picture of all christians that hey uh we're now going to go sue a bunch of people because our souls are in danger lord uh this one (laughs) The Super Bowl halftime show does not endanger your soul. Not having a relationship with Jesus, that endangers your soul. That's just true. You know? Now, does sin affect our soul? Absolutely. And if I willingly build you up. Right, exactly. If I willingly participate in sinful behavior, uh, and if I encourage sinful behavior, and if I do all these things, then yes, I am negatively affecting my relationship with Christ. But for you to blame the issues of your soul on the NFL is exactly. so wrong in yeah. so many ways that's stupid so you know i for everybody who's listening to this they all probably have a different opinion and that's totally fine but i would just say this one let's not expect the world to act out biblical values mm-hmm. as soon as we do that then we are what the world doesn't agree with what i'm what i believe what No, no, sure doesn't. Sure doesn't. And so I would say, you know, (laughs) what a great example. Instead of condemning a bunch of folks who may have enjoyed the halftime show, because let's be honest, it was entertaining. The pieces I saw of it were entertaining. Uh, So how about instead of condemning folks for enjoying the entertainment value of it, how about we try to bring the gospel into it? in a gracious, loving way, and love those around us, even those who may have enjoyed the halftime show.
0: There you go. There you go. Just a thought. Just a thought. Just a thought you should take um, and put it in
1: your pocket. Right. Just a thought that every single person on this planet should have. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You know, not because it's my thought. It's not my thought. It's a thought that comes from scripture. There you go. Right? The thought that says we're to love our neighbors, and the thought that says we are to interact with them in a gracious and compassionate way, all these things.
0: Go, go read how Paul dealt with uh, pagans in, I think it's in Second Corinthians, 1 or Corinthians, um, mm-hmm. at Corinthians. He was at the pagan temple, and he didn't just go in there and be like, what you worship foreign gods? He's like, oh, I see you worship a god. And he started a conversation. It was mm-hmm. conversational, not condemning.
1: Mm, that's good that's good start a conversation don't start condemning keep your condemnation to yourself that's good so yeah that was uh, that was this past week we had some big stuff going in the sports world so we might as well just call this the Fluent Grace Sports Podcast that's right man. No. <laughs> so we will go ahead and wrap this mug up then um, peace out podcast world go we check will it see you all and, next week that's right or well, at least we will we don't know whether or not Tyler will make it or not. This is
0: true. I'm hoping on it. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's a good chance he won't, but. (laughs) All right. It's all hope. That's right. I've lost all hope. Peace out. Enjoyed it. Check us out next week. Fluent Grace Podcast. Gooses. Latest.
0: sitting in the dark of my unfinished
1: office I know you do look kind of like a uh... it's a silhouette yeah I was gonna say serial killer that's hiding from the cops but you know I'm in witness protection
0: <laughs> yeah it made you to describe my voice hello
1: yeah